Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson, and today we're going to talk about the Lions' safety position and what the roster will probably look like in 2024. So, Jeff dropped a bomb on the podcast this week that's suddenly being reported from nameless sources that uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson isn't coming back next season, most likely. There's a, a bunch of reasons why that could be valid. He's got a certain kind of swag. It's it's not one that everyone is going to enjoy being around. He was on a one-year show-me deal, and frankly, what he showed is that he isn't a great safety. Like, Brian Branch took his nickel job almost immediately, and the Lions pivoted by moving their high-priced nickel that they had signed before drafting another guy in the second round. They pivoted to moving that guy they signed to safety because that was just the next best spot for him. And then he didn't play super well in the first game of the year. And then he got hurt in the second game. And by the time he came back, the Lions had kind of figured out their safety rotation a little bit. Like if he had stepped into like a strong safety kind of role and Kirby Joseph had the free safety spot sort of locked up all season. So with two starting safeties available, both of whom are on rookie contracts, it's very possible that the team is looking at the impending homegrown guys that they're going to have to sign here. Like there's Jonah Jackson, there's Graham Glasgow, there's Amon Ross St. Brown is going to probably get an extension this offseason. Jared Goff very well could get an extension this offseason. Taylor Decker could be getting an extension this offseason. And when you start going down that list, it just kind of makes less and less sense to spend big money on a good player that you would probably be playing out of position the vast majority of the time. Additionally, when he returned from injury, he said some things that don't really fit super well with the culture that the Lions have established. Like on one hand, he came back from his pec, like a torn pec is a serious injury. And a lot of the time that's completely season ending for guys, but that's mostly in the front seven where you do a lot more pushing. But he came back faster than should be not possible, but expected, if that makes sense. Uh and that's kind of the counterpoint to what I just said in terms of, does this guy have the makeup to play for this team? Yes, absolutely he does. He is an absolute dog. Like, he gets his hands on the ball, he gets tackles for loss, he locks up slot receivers, he comes off the edge like he's on fire, but I have also just described Brian Branch, Ifiatu Melifonwu, and those are the guys who will basically be taking the snaps that uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson isn't if he doesn't come back. And when he came back, he wasn't particularly impressed with the great job that the youngsters had been doing in his absence. He said that he was the vet, that he didn't rush back to play in a rotation, and afterwards he did lead the team in safety snaps. But was the team really better off for that? I, I would argue that 
Not significantly is the answer to that question. So like you combine a team with young talent at the position, a guy who isn't looking to give away snaps to younger guys, along with somewhere in like a seven to ten million dollar price tag. And probably on a short enough contract that you can't hide that cap hit particularly well. Like those are your reasons that CJGJ's run in Detroit, or CD Deuce as he likes to be called, is probably ending after one season. So there's another safety on the roster. Some of you may have heard of Mr. Tracy Walker and his upcoming almost $13 million cap hit. Obviously, this cap hit is not going to stay at $13 million. That's absolutely not the case. Uh, but cutting him only takes that cap hit down to a little more than about $7 million. Paying him a salary of just under $3 million this season has the exact same effect on his cap hit. And like, is Tracy going to find something better than a one-year show-me deal with a potential chance to start if somebody else gets injured? Like, if he goes to free agency, I, I don't think he's going to have a better opportunity than that. And he was a very, very good special teams player to start the year. And he never said a word in public about the way his season went. Like, after like he was coming back off Achilles tendon surgery. And for a defensive back, that is still a very, very serious injury that takes some time to come back from. Like, he got benched at the beginning of the year to move the free agent signing into a position that he didn't fit super well. Uh, then, like, as Melifonwu's game lifted, Walker kind of got pushed aside for the guy who was creating more high-impact plays. And, like, that is the thing with Tracy Walker. He will always be in the right place at the right time. And if what you need is a hit, he will give you a hit. If what you need is a pass broken up, he will give you a hit. If what you need is an interception, he will give you a hit. Uh, <laughs> that's, it's, it's kind of, it's a nice note to have. It's a tool you need in the box, but it's, it's kind of that. That's what Tracy Walker is. He will be in the right place at the right time and he will hit somebody. That is not bad for a third safety in the rotation who can also go over slot receivers and tight ends which is what Tracy Walker is. He's not a bad player. The only reason he wouldn't be on this team is if he wasn't willing to do that. He would stay in a place where he's respected in the locker room, where he is respected by the coaching staff. Like if you'll recall, when Dan Campbell called up the old guard in a post-game locker room speech, he took basically brought up all of the guys who had been with the team before the new regime took over and, and dealt with the absolute mess that was the Patricia era. When Walker didn't immediately get there, and we don't know if he just was feeling down about himself or if because he wasn't playing very much at that point, or if he just hadn't heard what was said, Campbell made sure he got up and got into that group along with like Graham Glasgow, Decker, Ragnow. JRM. <laughs> but but that did kind of make me wonder how Walker actually feels about this. Like sometimes a guy just wants a fresh start. And if he didn't join the rest of the old guard when they were called up because he didn't really feel like he was a part of the team anymore, then none of what I just said above on why he could potentially come back matters. 
because a guy who feels like that will just say no to reducing the salary. And like, I think monetarily speaking for the 2024 season, that would be a mistake for Tracy because I don't think he'll find a better offer. But sometimes a guy just wants to move on and that's his prerogative. It's, it's his mistake to make. And like, realistically, the team might not even make the offer, but they've done it before with players like Romeo Okwara and Big V who, who basically lost their gigs due to injury that resulted in reduced performance or reduced availability. And I mean, free agency opens up March 11th, and it's at that point where we will absolutely know what is happening, because at any time between now and then, unless Walker gets cut, this could happen. Have a good day. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. You've had enough of that shit.